0: Hi, I'm Rayle Bricker, and I'll be one of your hosts with the Business Excellence Podcast. Hi, and I'm Lindsay Adams. I'm the co host. And together, we're going to be talking about what makes up business excellence. And we believe that you can never be perfect. All you can be is excellent. And in our businesses and in our lives, we want to achieve excellence. And that's why this is the Business Excellence Podcast. Welcome to today's edition of the Business Excellence Podcast. Today, I'm delighted to actually be introducing and interviewing my co-host, Lindsay Adams. Well, thanks, Ryle. It's a pleasure to be here. Lindsay calls himself the Relationship Guy, and he's a Relationship Marketing Specialist. He works with business owners and salespeople to create better business relationships and ultimately more sales. He's an accomplished conference speaker, trainer, and works around the world, and he's got an amazing speaking record. He's an Australian Hall of Fame speaker, a certified speaking professional, and the first ever global speaking fellow. He's a past national president and life member of Professional Speakers Australia, and was the 2009 to 2010 president of the Global Speakers Federation, the group that looks after all professional speakers around the world. In January 2020, as part of the Australia Day Awards, he was honoured with the Order of Australia Medal for his services to the professional speaking industry, one of the highest honours in Australia. And Lindsay is the only speaker in the world to be recognised for his services to the professional speaking industry. So, Lindsay, it's quite a career you've had and in the professional speaking industry. How did you get started as a speaker?
1: Yeah, Interesting question, Um uh, I had 20, 23 years working in the public sector. And I, I worked in the Australian Taxation Office for 18 of those years. Uh, I was a team leader in audit, and I went on an audit management program where they uh, were training auditors to be better managers. And uh, we, it, was a, it was a big extravaganza. In fact, uh, Broman Bishop, Senator Broman Bishop, uh, made a big fuss about the waste of money uh, that was being spent on developing staff in the tax office at the time. So we started off with a one-week residential at Bribey Island, uh, north of Brisbane, uh, and we had um, uh, some amazing learning. And then we did a three-month work placement with an action learning project. Uh, we then had another week at the Byron Bay Beach Resort, followed by another three-month work placement, and then a week on Stradbroke Island uh, and followed by another work, work placement, and then we all got together and had a, a celebration, a culmination, handed in our a final report of our action learning project. Interestingly, at the third residential program, end of day one, the facilitator, three different facilitators, so a different facilitator, new guy, end of day one, says, okay, boys and girls, we're done. Dinner's at seven. Lindsay, have you got a minute? So I go up to this guy and I go, yeah, how can I help? And he said... Um, Uh, You don't, why are you here? You don't fit. You're not like these people. And uh, that question led to a three-hour conversation and he helped me understand I was in the wrong job. You see, I'm a people person. Um, I'm the relationships guy and I do relationships really well and I'm no good at audit. And so that guy held up a mirror and actually helped me understand I was in the wrong job. Now, it didn't happen overnight, but it did happen. I moved out of audit and I went sideways into training. I spent the first 12 months training graduates how to be good auditors. And from there, I branched out into more and more generalist HR stuff. And uh, I eventually left uh, left, uh, the tax office, went to Queensland Health, went to Brisbane City Council, left Brisbane City Council uh, in the year 2000, started my own business. And here I am 20 something years later. And it's so a, quite an interesting journey. Um, and, uh, you know, I've learned a lot of stuff along the way. It is quite a
0: journey from a tax order to, to a speaker. And now you're known around the world as the relationships guy. How did that come about?
1: <laughs> well, it's interesting. Um, I I do keep in touch with a lot of people. Um in, in my book, The DNA of Business Relationships, I wrote about how I learned to network, which was from my eldest brother, Neville. Neville's a great keeper in toucher, if that's an English phrase. He keeps in touch with people. He's now retired, uh, but he still keeps in touch. And it was one of the things that I learned from him. When you make a connection, you make a heart connection, and you keep in touch with people. And, and I was talking to a business colleague of mine a couple of years ago, and she said, "You know, you do this relationship thing so well. You're the relationships guy." And I said, "Hang on a minute. What did you say? What did you just say?" She said, "You're the relationships guy." And I thought about that, and she said, "You should call yourself the relationships guy." And so, I, I went home. Uh, got onto Google and 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 checked and nobody had the uh, you know the, the web address or any of that stuff so I went and got all the URLs and uh, claimed the space and so today I am the relationship guy and it's what I do I you know I help people get into relationship I help help people leverage relationships and I maintain lots of relationships around the world
0: and relationships are. So important to everybody. No person is an island, and it's interesting. There is a, a TV show um, called Life Below Zero, and one of the people on the show, Life Below Zero, lives, you know, in the most northern point um, alone, and has her only visitors are occasional pilots who pop in for fuel. And it, most people cannot live like that. You know, relationships are critical in our life and in our business. Now, you've written a book called The DNA of Business Relationships on how to engage, expand, and energize relationships. And in the book, you share about how you built your own house by creating relationships. Tell us more about that.
1: Yeah, okay. Um, so, that, yeah, the house I live in, uh, in fact – Tomorrow, the 11th of the 11th, so we're obviously recording this on the 10th of November, on the 11th of 11th, uh, 29 years ago, tomorrow we moved into this house and I built the house myself, me and my 70-year-old apprentice, my dad. uh, I took long service leave from the tax office and uh, I built this house by relationship. And what I mean by that is that every tradesperson who came on site was either known to me personally or recommended to me by someone that I trusted. Now, there were a couple of exceptions. Um, However, uh, some amazing things happened during that construction period. Uh, I got on a plane. uh, uh, It was a Monday of the May long weekend, and I had to fly to Canberra to work there the following week. Uh, my wife was not so happy that I was leaving on a Monday of a long weekend, but that's another story. Anyway, sat on the plane, sat beside this guy, me being me, said hello, started chatting. And I said, so what do you do? And he said, I'm the state sales manager for Austral Bricks. And I went, bricks? And uh, we started talking about, you know, the fact that I was building my own home. And we talked about bricks, how you make them, how they how they break them, how they sell them, you know, the whole everything. When we landed in Canberra, he stood up, he opened up the overhead locker, took out his briefcase, gave me his business card. And I sort of looked at him a bit strange, and he said, when you're ready, call me. And, you know, I had that like silly naive look come over my face, and he said, when you're ready to buy your bricks, call me. I went, oh, okay. And so went home, told my wife the story. We got one of their brochures. We picked out a brick. We made an appointment. We went to see him. And we said, we think we'd like that brick there. And he said, no, you want this brick here. And that brick here was the most expensive brick in the whole range. And I said, look, that's a beautiful brick, but it's outside our budget. And he said, I told you I'd look after you, didn't I? And, Rail, we got those bricks so cheap. Uh, I, I swear they fell off the back of the, the brick truck. Uh, it, it, was, it was amazing. And so... You know, I started to look back, uh, you know, when I was writing the book, thinking about these experiences I had and unpacking why they happened and what did I do that made those things come to light. Um,
0: That's that's uh, what it's about. It is about the fact that, you know, you obviously struck a chord with him and built a relationship very quickly. So. How do you do that when you meet someone for the first time?
1: Okay. So, look, you know, the first thing and the simplest thing that anybody can do is focus on the other person 100%. The... uh, you know, I don't know about you, but I go to a lot of networking functions, maybe not so much in the last six months with COVID, but, you know, in, in a previous life, we all went to a lot of networking functions. And you would be talking to people and they're looking over your shoulder around the room while you're engaging with them. They're not really listening to you. They're looking to see who else in the room is there that's more exciting than you. So the first tip is when you're talking with someone, focus on them 100%. And to talk to them as if this is the most interesting conversation you've ever had in your life. And seriously, it makes a difference.
0: Well, you've always, you've always said that, you know, when you go networking, nobody goes there really to build relationships. Everybody goes there to sell things.
1: Yeah.
0: So if you turn that around in your world as the relationships guy, how do you go networking?
1: well you know the the thing is you're, you're absolutely right you, you you never go to sell networking is always about building relationships i went to a chamber of commerce meeting on the south side of brisbane uh this woman sw- swung into the room and i watched her she put a uh, a flyer on every breakfast plate in the room and then she went round, shook hands with everyone and exchanged business cards hello i'm shirley have you got a business card hello i'm shirley have you got a business card and then sure enough, uh, an hour after the meeting, I got an email from Shirley saying, hi, nice to meet you at the Chamber of Commerce meeting. Here's my weekly special. How much did you want to order? Now, she had made no effort to build relationship at all, Rail. It was just straight transactional. she thought she was going to sell us something and it was all based on price. And it's never going to work that way. Um so really, you know, relationship first, business next, second, third, whatever.
0: And so how do you make people interested in talking to you and not looking over your shoulder, trying to find the next person in the room that they can talk
1: yeah, to? Yeah, okay. Well, look, it's really simple. Um, first thing is to find, find some common ground. Uh, you know, it's, here's, here's the easy one. Gee, it's hot outside today. Uh, Or what about that football team? You know, what about that election in America? Um, Now, be careful talking about politics. Be careful talking about religion. In fact, I don't. I will not talk about either of those things. Um, But I'll try and find out something about you that we have in common that I can engage with. So you know, uh, I might. I might say you're married. Maybe um, you know we might. You talk sport. I don't know. It depends. But. I'm going to ask you what, what I can to open up the conversation um, so that uh, I get you talking. And it's the old Pareto principle thing, the 80-20 rule. If I get you talking 80% of the time and I talk 20% of the time, you will leave the engagement thinking, wow, that Lindsay Adams, he's a nice guy. And really all I did was get you talking about you. And so, you know, for our listeners, think about that. How can you find something in common and get the other person talking?
0: That's very clever to ask them and get them to talk about the thing they know best, which is themselves. Of course. Where
1: to from here? Well, you know, the the next thing is this uh, opening up the conversation. So I was at a conference in America last year, and, you know, the typical thing, there was like, I don't know, over a 1,000 people, a big conference. And I lined up at lunch at the buffet and I got to the head of the queue and there's a big pile of plates and knives and forks. So I took a plate and I turned around to the guy behind me I'd never met before. I read his name badge and his name was Bob. And I said, G'day, Bob, here's the plate. And he went, oh, um, thank you. And then he read my name badge, Lindsay. That simple uh, act uh, I call it a, a small act of positive service. That simple small act of positive service um, opened up a conversation. Bob and I chatted over lunch. We, we had so much in common. I, you know, I found the common ground. I got him talking. Um, we finished after lunch an hour later, uh, second best friends for life. I have an open invitation to stay at Bob's house um, next time I go by Kentucky. Um, you know, it, it's so simple. So um, you know, get the other person talking, um, and then the other thing is, Rail. Once you've finished uh, your conversation, follow up. Um, you know, extending the small act of service thing. Um, if if somebody, if you if you're in conversation, um, when you finish, um, get their details, get their business card, whatever, and send them a little handwritten note and say, "Hi, Rail." I'm um, so nice to spend lunch with you. Kind regards, Lindsay Adams. Now, Ray, I'll question for you. How many handwritten notes have you received in the last seven days? Yeah, not many. No, in fact, none. None. And it, see, it, it's a lost art. And so, want to make yourself stand out in the crowd? Send a handwritten note. Um, I've got little postcards I've had made up. They're, they're DL size, they fit neatly into a DL size envelope, standard business envelope. Uh, and I, you know, got, I only got to write a sentence or two, and and off, put them in the mail, and they people treasure these little handwritten notes. And I have a nice photograph on the outs on the other side. So I go into their office, and I see my photos pinned against their, uh, you know, the dividers around their desk in their office. And so it's a memorable thing. They don't want, don't even want to throw it away, and so. You know, if, if you can't bring yourself to do a handwritten note, well, then send a follow-up email. Um, and, and always remember, you know, if you've been talking about, like I talk about my book a lot. So I send people a copy of my book, um, you know, or uh, I might send them an article or, or I see a funny a meme or something on social media, I might grab that and send it to them, whatever, but just to maintain that connection. And so once you've
0: started this building the relationship, how do you... Ultimately, get more
1: business? Well, here's the thing everybody goes networking because they want more business. Okay, that's one of the primary purposes of networking. So it's relationship first, business second. So here's how, here's two things that I do while I'm networking I'm talking to the person and I'm trying to figure out, could I do business with this person? And then I think to myself, yes or no. If it's no, then could one of my key four do business with this person? Now hold that thought. I'll explain what a key four is in a, in a minute. Um, and if it's no to both, then I stop talking to them and move on. If I think I can do business with them, then I'll say something like, "Gee, Rail, um, it's been lovely chatting with you. I think we could help each other in business. How about we catch up for a coffee?" Uh, in the next week, ten days, to explore how we might do that. Now, Rail then uh, has the opportunity to say to me, "Yes, no, maybe." Now, if he if he thinks we've clicked, um, he says yes. Then we, you know, I say, "Quick, get out your phone. Let's book a time, or I'll give you a call later today or tomorrow." Um, and notice what I said. Um, I think we can help each other. And I mean that genuinely, if I can help them, I will. Now, sometimes helping them might be selling them my product, my service, um, or it might just be I refer them on to someone else who can help them better than I can. So I genuinely want to help them, but I also want to sell them stuff. Now, if I can't sell them stuff, I refer them to my key four. What's that? I hear you ask. Well, look at the palm, look at your hand. Your thumb is you, and there's four more fingers on your hand. That's your key four. There are four other people. The palm of your hand is your target market. So, Rail, you're a, um, a mortgage broker. Uh, so your key four, I'm, I'm guessing, and I'm sure you've already gotten, you've already done this. In fact, I know you have. Um, you would have a, a solicitor. Uh, you would have a real estate person. You would have an insurance person. Um, you would have a, a building and pest inspector. So those four people all work with your target market, but they do not compete with you. So you can refer business to them and they can refer business to you and happy days. Um, you can look after each other and they are the keys to unlocking more business. And so that key for, and again, I, I wrote about it in my book, there's a lot more to it, um, And and, and there's a lot of things you've got to do to make it work. But that key four is a real key to unlocking more referrals for you. And so you've got to be thinking about um, lovely conversation, but where can we go with this? Not now, but later down the track.
0: That's fantastic and enlightening and incredibly simple but strategic in terms of how you go networking. Now, you've mentioned your book a few times, The DNA Business Relationships. How do our listeners get hold of a copy of it? And just for reference, how do they get hold
1: of you? Okay, really simple. It's, it's available on Amazon. Just go and Google Lindsay Adams or the DNA of business relationships. You'll, uh, you'll find it. Um, and how do they get in contact with me? It's, it's complex. Uh, listen carefully. It's Lindsay lindsayadams.com or you can go to my website, lindsayadams.com. Uh, so there you go pretty simple stuff really and and I would love to hear and if if anyone who's listening has got any questions you know more than happy to answer them drop me an email send me a text take me out for dinner I don't mind you know but I'm more than happy to to share the the message that I have and um, because I've learned that what goes around comes around
0: that's fantastic thank you very much thank you to Lindsay Adams my co-host and thank you For listening to today's episode of the Business Excellence Podcast. We look forward to seeing you on the next episode of the Business Excellence Podcast.